Oh my goodness, God is so good. Only nobody but Him. Love Him. He's the greatest. And just love the Lord. So we're going to talk a little bit. Um, the form that, that I gave, the little sheet with the um, lyrics on it, use it. Write on it. Write your notes. Um, take it with you. There's a sheet in the back. Just find a place that you can write on there. Get a pen. If you need a pen, raise your hand. We'll get you one so that we can write some of these things down. So if I start off with a poll and asking you, like if I can give you anything you wanted in the world, tell me what you would want. What would you want? If I can give you anything. Jeez. Oh, you were the wrong person to ask. <laughs> and that's the answer. <laughs> so if you have the gift giver, you don't need anything else. If you have the one that can give you all that you need. But the world normally is not like that. We're looking for things. We're looking for money, cars, things, people. But we don't get it. Those things are fleeting. Those things pass away. So what we should be desiring is the gift giver, which is God. Amen. So when you think about Christmas, it's all about getting and receiving. But the best gift, as Phil has just mentioned, is the gift of God. The flesh wants more and more, and it will never be satisfied. The flesh wants to be served instead of serving. You have a gift from God when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have a gift that lasts forever. When you believe and accept Jesus as the Lord of your life, it will never fade away. Never fade away when you accept Jesus Christ. So seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and every, everything else will be added unto it. So let's get started with this story. We're going we're gonna to look at how we got to this place. And we're going to go, first we're going to start with Adam and Eve. They had the gift of God. But they didn't recognize or understand the gift that they possessed. Let's not pick on Adam and Eve. Let's not pick on them. Because we do the same thing. We don't recognize the gift of God in Jesus Christ. The hope of glory. But we hide and run from God. In our sin, we run from him. Of course, we know that Adam and Eve sinned. And we're hiding from God. But let's go back in the story and get a clear understanding of what has taken place. Alright, so turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 2. So I'm glad Pastor Son was able to rest. And that, that was a blessing. I'm happy for that, that you got sleep and sleep through the night, something that he doesn't normally do, and he needs to sleep, <laughs> says his nagging wife. <laughs> you should sleep. Sleep is good. It's loving, right? <laughs> Genesis chapter 2. All right, come on, guys. Go with me. It's so much that we can learn in the scriptures. And why are we studying the Bible like this? So that we can get knowledge? No, we're studying the Bible like this to get closer to God. Amen. To get closer to God. Not that we can be boastful and say, hey, look what I know and you don't know. That's not why we're doing this. We want to know God, to know him and to be closer to him through his word. So Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. 
Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. So he gave him a job. Adam had work. So that's important. Um, there's something that he wanted him to do and he put him to work. When we're idle and we're not doing anything, it's not good. Our idle time is not good time. So check yourself during the time when there's nothing going on. What are you doing during that time? What are you watching? What are you listening to? But you should be working, and however that work may be. Verse 16, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. So God is about to give Adam what? A gift. He's going to give Adam a gift. He's given Adam a gift, which is a woman. Yeah, comparable to him. And the word comparable, let's look at that. Comparable as good as um equal to. So at this point, Adam and Eve they're equal to one another. On a level playing field. You know? Able to be likened to another, similar. He's creating a woman for him. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone, and I will make him a helper. We cannot love the gift more than the gift giver. Amen. We should never love the gift more than the gift giver. Amen. When my husband was in the hospital, and the doctors were kind of giving me a, the bad prognosis, right when they couldn't close him up, it was like, okay, he, they can't close him up. And I said, oh, okay. All right, what does this mean, God? So I immediately went to God. God, please. I know him to be a gift to me. But I didn't get angry with God and say, you know, why are we in this situation, God? You know, I'm just so upset with you. That was not the time. I went to the creator and asked him. Lord heal and that's what he did he was able to be closed up but that was God and me knowing that we're not to love the gift more than the gift giver and a lot of people do that a lot of people get upset you know God forbid if my husband had to pass away but people get upset when a loved one dies they're angry with God and they're well, how could you have done that well, the reason why you had the person in the beginning was because of God. So why are you now mad at God? The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. No, you don't get angry with God. Amen? Amen. Amen. But God is the ultimate gift. Not people, places, or things. When the enemy comes at you, and if you don't know God, then you're left alone to deal with the enemy by yourself. Remember that Satan is just a tool created by God. But we run to God. You have to know God. And God helps us in situations of difficulties. Just like he did in the story I just gave. 
And then let's turn to Genesis. Genesis 3. Just come on down to the next chapter. Now we're going to go through this. And I want you guys to really listen. There's a lot here. We'll start with verse number 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So that in the new technology is called fishing. How many of y'all know what the word fishing means? And it's pH. Anybody? Tell me fishing. So fishing, you fishing for information. So there's nothing new under the sun. Here we go to Genesis and fishing is, is taking place. You know, this new cyber word that was Satan was doing it then. He was doing it then. So phishing is a type of cyber crime where the attacker intends, he sends out fraudulent emails or messages and he tries to get information from you from asking stuff. And it normally starts off, the phishing emails often contain good to, to be true, too good to be true information and a sense of urgency and statements to attract people. So the phishing was taking place right there with Eve. Let's go back. And then, I don't know, I, I mean, you know, what she could have said, and I guess, like my husband said, you mother, um, Monday night quarterbacking it, but <laughs> I'm a Monday night quarterback it. I don't know, go ask God. That could have been a simple statement. You asking me, go ask God. Questioning God is what the serpent was doing and placing doubt in her mind. That, that little bit of doubt. That seed of doubt will mess with you. Even like Santa Claus, that, that's doubt, people, because Santa Claus isn't real. And so when you put that in people's mind, in the kid's mind, then they say, well, if Santa Claus isn't real, then maybe God isn't real. Santa Claus was a made-up story, then maybe God and Jesus is made up too. So you want to be careful. Don't spread lies. Don't, don't tell your children lies. And then, because it creates doubt. But you want to speak the truth. With my kids, we did that because my father did that with me. So we traveled to South Carolina to visit. We went to a church. And my girls were probably about six. And they went in the back. And I was like, what is going on back there? So they're back there telling everybody, there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> So I was like, oh, God, let me get them. Let me get out of here. So that's pretty much what I did. I, I, I left the church. <laughs> I grabbed them because, you, you know, they were speaking the truth. But sometimes people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that there's no Santa Claus. That's something that they've been taught and they're enjoying that story. And when you go and tell them that, you know, it, it affects them. But you don't want to operate in doubt and you don't want to speak lies don't do it don't do it don't think you're playing oh i'm just kidding no don't do that because it affects the person it creates doubt in them let's go to verse two and the woman said to the serpent we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god has said you shall not eat it nor shall you touch it lest you die so Eve's role was to trust and obey God. We must have confidence in the word of God. So, have you guys heard of white knuckling it? I think she was white knuckling it there. 
a little bit of nervousness in giving back to the serpent what God had told them. But we have to be what? Confident in the word of God. We got to be confident. That's why we meet here. That's why we coming on Wednesday. That's why we come here on Saturday. Because we're learning the word of God to be confident. To give anyone the word back what God has given us. But she wasn't confident. She wasn't. And as I mentioned before, we don't study the word of God to be more knowledgeable than the next person. We're doing this to draw closer to God. Verse 4. Then the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. So first, that's a lie. Because if God has said you're going to die, then you're going to die. First, if anyone or something is saying something that goes against the word of God, then you must limit that conversation. Limit that conversation. And even stopping that conversation. Don't entertain it. If you say something that contradicts, it's time for me to move on. It's just time for me to move on. Satan was contradicting God's word by creating doubt. We are to be sheep of Jesus and false teachers. We don't follow John 10 and four. And you don't have to turn there. And when he brings his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of the stranger. So at this point, Eve should have been doing what? Getting away from him. You have contradicted the word of God. You are saying something totally against what God has said. Now it's time for me to go. This conversation is over. We're done. We shouldn't be talking to one another. John 8 and 47 said, he who is of God, hears God's words. And therefore you do not hear because you are not of God. You can't hear the word of God is because you're not of God. He's speaking. He's talking. But are you his child? Verse five. For God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. That's a half truth. False teachers give you half truth, some good and some bad, but it's all bad if it contradicts the word of God. Amen. You can't give a little bit of it that's good to try to fish you in. No, that wasn't true what he was saying, and you can't mix it. Genesis 2, 16 and 17, you don't have to turn what the Lord said to them. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. That's, that's just plain. That's what he said. God was not holding back on Eve as Satan presented it, as a serpent presented it. You will be like God, knowing good and evil. So what Satan tried to do was a comparison. And we should never compare. We should never do comparison. I should never be asking, hey, Phil, what'd you get? <laughs> what you got? <laughs> no, no comparison with God. There should not be comparison. And trying to compare Eve to God, you know, saying, oh, you're going to be like God. We're not trying to be like God. We're imitating God. We're not trying to be God. I don't want to be praised, worshiped. The worship goes to God. But 
Lucifer, Satan, in Isaiah 14, 12 and 14 said, I will be like the most high. Lucifer said in his heart, I will ascend into the heaven and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God and I will be like the most high. Rebellion. This is, he wanted to be like God. And what he was trying to do is to get them to revolt. Adam and Eve and do the same thing. The same thing he did with the angels. When he took like what two thirds of them out. Of heaven. He was trying to get them to revolt as well. To, to desire to compare yourself with God. But we want to be like Jesus. But not worship. Not put on a pedestal. None of us want that. None of us should want that. But we want to walk as Jesus did. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians 11 says, imitate me. And this is Paul, just as I imitate Christ. How do we know how God act? How do we know how Jesus act? From the word of God. We are the follow Jesus steps. Ephesians 5 and 1 says, therefore be imitators of God as dear children. Be imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love. Imitate. A person who copies the behavior or action of another. He's not telling us to compare ourselves with God or with others. So once again, when you compare, then you create insecurity. Insecurity is uncertainty or anxiety about oneself. A lack of confidence. So Eve became insecure. By Satan talking to her like that. Because she's now wondering, I'm going to be like God. Like, oh, okay, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, there is something wrong with me. No, there was nothing wrong with you. There was nothing wrong with you. You were created and God said it was good. He did all he needed to do with you. But Satan came and put that insecurity in you by comparing. So no competition. No competition. I, I, I said to myself, oh, I'm going to get up here. I'm not like Pastor Rasan because he got this stuff memorized. I don't have this memorized. I got to read off of this. <laughs> but I'm not him. There's no competition. He's, he's who he is and I'm who I am. Like, we're not the same. And it's not meant for us to be the same. I got to write my stuff down. I, I, I can't memorize all this. <laughs> he has it memorized. Not me. I mean, I'm going to read off and then I'll try. I was like, okay, I get up here. I, I got to sit here and I don't want to say the different things. But no, and I can't let the enemy get in my head about that. Be who we are. Be who you are. Be who God created you to be. God created Eve to be who she was. And that was it. There was nothing wrong. Amen. Amen. So we keep moving. Don't look at the gift that God has given someone else, but respect the gift that God has given you. Don't compare. Don't compare. There's something inside of each and every one of us. But the enemy will have you peeping over at someone else. What did you get? <laughs> What's in your bag? What's in your bag? <laughs> look at your own bag. Amen. Amen. Verse six. Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes 
and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of his fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. She basically stole something that didn't belong to him. Picking up something out of a store, picking up something, stealing. They're stealing. That's what's going on here. And instead of Adam saying, no, you know, that doesn't belong to us. He took some of it too. But basically, it's the lust of the flesh. The woman saw the tree was good for food. The lust of the eyes, that it was pleasant to the eyes. The pride of life, a tree desirable to make one wise. She wanted to be wise. Wanted to be wise, compared herself to God. Competition with God. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? God of creation? And I bet he's looking at them like, oh my God, these kids. <laughs> what in the world? No, you can't compete with God. We're going to be like God. No, 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 no. We have no clue. We have no clue. The Adam and Eve story is being played repeatedly in our lives. And we don't realize that we're caught in this story. Did y'all hear that? Let me repeat that. The Adam and Eve story is being replayed repeatedly in our lives. And we don't realize that we're caught in the story. We're in that story. So we can say what we want about Adam and Eve, but we're doing this. This is going on all the time. The enemy's coming and talking in your ear, saying stuff, you know, making you feel insecure about yourself. Well, you know, that one is like this and this was like, yeah, maybe something is wrong with me. No. Of Christ in you, there's nothing wrong with you. God created you the way you are for the reason he wanted to create you. So there's nothing. Amen. We too must make the right decisions when the choices are brought to us. We have to make the right decision. So 1 John 2 and 15, write that down. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Love God. And not the thing that God gives us. Love God and not the things. You're not going to. You're not going to um, abuse God. You're not going to get over on God. Thinking that you're trying to get with God to get something. He knows the intents of your heart. So you, you can never get over. My our dog. Um, Sasha. Um, so. She just hangs around me all the time. Like, that's my buddy. I, I, I know she loves me. She just follows me. So my son, he keeps giving her treats, giving her treats and trying to get her. But it, it, she gets the treats. She's, you know, then when she gets the treats, she's gone. <laughs> she uses him <laughs> just all the time. But the relationship that her and I have is different. You know, if I gave her a treat or if I didn't give her a treat, she's going to wait for me, take, go upstairs and hang out with me. But he's trying to win her by giving her some, but not going to work, not going to work because the love is not there. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> so verse seven, then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves clothing or coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So this was the gift. 
that they had a relationship with God. That he was walking and being with them. That was the precious gift that was lost. Which was the communion with God. Can you imagine? The God of the universe will walk around with you and hang out with you. You know, you would have no loneliness inside of you because it's him. He, he's everything and all is in him. But they lost it. And sin is what separated them. God didn't pull away from Adam and Eve. But they pulled away from him through disobedience and sin. God's not lost people. But we lost God when we get ourselves in sin and disobedience. Amen. Amen. Verse 9. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? Where are you? Because you have fallen from your position. It's not that God didn't know where they were, but they weren't in their position. They weren't in their proper place. Come back to God. Get in your proper place. Get in your proper position. It's not that God couldn't find them. Didn't need a GPS. He knew exactly where they were. So how many of you have heard this song, Santa Claus is coming to town? All right. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Don't sing these songs. <laughs> That's a comparison with God. No one can do all of those things. Only God can do that. Only God can do see you when you're sleeping. Knew where they were. Knew where Adam and Eve were. He knows where we are, even to this day. Where we are with our relationship with God. He knows that. He knows where we are. What Adam and Eve did was they lost their position, their status, their role, their relationship with God, who was the ultimate gift. That was what's lost. So you understand? But we fast forward, and God then gives back the gift of himself through his son, Jesus. What a God. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Brings a circle of all of this right back over again. Isaiah 7 and 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means what? Meaning God is with us. God is with us. Allowing us to get back into right and proper position with God again. Praise God. Praise God. Praise him. Hallelujah. Back in that proper position again. Amen. The greatest gift is to have a relationship with God of the universe. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn to Matthews. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I would much prefer the gift giver. I would much prefer that relationship with God than things. Those things pass away. If it be a car, even if it be a mate, 
a husband, all of those things. I would prefer God over all of that. That relationship with him. Know before somebody knocks on the door. So-and-so is getting ready to knock on your door. Who? (laughs) That's that relationship that he wanted us to have with him. The troubles that we have on this earth, it was supposed to be that he's with us. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So he's walking with us. Oh, it's such a hard life without him. You mean? I'm not saying that it's a bed of roses with him, but it's so much easier with him. Amen? Amen. 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 Matthew chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 18. Chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of, of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, Son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. Amen. Amen. So a lot of Christmas stories just remove Joseph completely out of the story. Mary carried the baby, but Joseph was used to protect the baby. But both of them were used by God for his purpose. And they were gifts of God to the body of Christ. Silent Night says that song, round young virgin, mother and child. You just hear mother and child. So Mary wasn't a single parent. (laughs) When Christ was born. Joseph was there too. Amen. So turn to verse chapter 2. Go to 13. Verse 13 chapter 2. Now when they had departed. Of Matthew. Matthew chapter 2 verse 13. Now when they had departed. Behold an angel of the Lord. Appeared to Joseph in a dream. Saying arise. Take the young child. And his mother. Flee to Egypt. Take. And stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Protection. Joseph. Protection. You see that? When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. And was there unto the death of Herod. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. So a totally different view of how 
from the scripture versus what they're, oh, holy night. No, 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 no. <laughs> There's a little bit more going on than what you think. Because Satan is trying to kill him. Right. Satan is trying to kill this baby. Satan, and it's not Mary just sitting there. No, they're on a mission. They have an assignment of God. They were compatible with each other. Joseph and Mary are working together. So that we can have this Messiah here. Satan is on a mission and trying to kill him. So they needed the gift of God. They needed to be able to hear. Get up. Move. Go. You got to go. That's, that's what we have to hear. We have to hear from God. We have to know when to move, when not to move, when to speak, when not to speak. That's the gift of God. Amen? Amen. And not even that, knowing who to talk to. You can't share everything with everybody. Amen. You can't give it to everybody. Sheep. You know, we are sheep. We're to follow the Lord. But there are wolves out here. <laughs> in sheep's clothing. So the Holy Spirit will speak to you. The Holy Spirit, if you spend time with God, the Holy Spirit will talk to you and let you know what God wants to do. It's not just one event that took place that we, we think about Christmas is fleeting. We, we rush to get everything done for Christmas, blah, 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 blah. Uh, all the stuff goes up in the stores, then boom, it's gone. And that's why people feel so down. Because we treat it like it's a one-time deal. But it never was supposed to be like that. It's not just one event, but it's a life-changing transformation that God is trying to do in our lives. Christmas and the entire holiday seasons are fleeting. Lasting for only short period of time. It's not supposed to be fleeting. But it's supposed to be continuous. From glory to glory. From glory to glory. He's changing us. A transformation. God with us was never meant to be something that occurred on one day. Then it's over. Never supposed to be like this. One day. And then it's all over. We celebrate Jesus every day. Every day. Every day we celebrate Jesus. He's not a baby. But be excited that he was born. Amen. He's not a baby. A baby's not intimidating. A baby don't tell you to stop it. <laughs> baby don't tell you about your sin. He's not a baby. Not a baby. But people embrace the baby. They find that easier to deal with. But even more, be excited that he died for your sins and then rose again. And more than that, he went to prepare a place for us in leaving that he didn't leave us alone, but he left the Holy Spirit with us to guide us into all truth. He keeps doing everything for us. We are without excuse. Left the Holy Spirit with us. But the distractions of this world pull us, pull us away. I thank God. For Bruce, uh, uh, Luke, uh, I'm speaking Bruce into existence, but Luke, he, he, he says, you know, Lord, and I hear when he's praying, he said, Lord, wake us up, wake us up at five, wake us up, Lord, so that we can talk with you. 
So that's that's God is waking us up. But our flesh. No, not right now. God. <laughs> I'm going back to sleep. No, I, I'll get up. And then when it's time to get up, everything just starts hitting you. The dog's doing this. That's doing it. This got to be cleaned up. So you have lost that opportunity by distractions. But we have to make it intentional that we spend time with God in the cool of the day. That we go and we spend time with him because it's needed. We have to do that. We have to be with God. Turn to Luke 11. And this is my last scripture. I told my husband I enjoyed this message. I wish I could have given it to somebody else to preach it. But I was like, whoa, God, this is good. <laughs> because it just shows all that he's been doing for us to get us back in that right relationship. Amen. 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 So Luke um, chapter 11, verse 9, we're going to start there. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock. And it will be open to you for everyone who acts receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks, it will be open. If a son acts for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he acts for fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he acts for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So this from 9 to 13 can tell me where your heart is at. Because when people read this, they immediately say that God can give me anything I'm asking for. So I say unto you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. Someone said to me, I, I, I saw that scripture. I've been asking him for this and I've been asking him for a car. I've been asking him for a wife. No, you're missing it. You're missing it. Go down to verse 13. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit? Remember, you can't use God for things. It doesn't work like that. You just can't use God for things. It's the Holy Spirit. And he knows if you desire him or you desire the things. He knows. But be smart. Desire him. Your father knows you have need of these things. I'm going to take care of you. But seek ye first what? The kingdom of heaven. Yes. And everything else will be added unto you. Don't seek the things. Don't do that. It's like God is weaning us out and we don't even realize it. Okay, this one wants to go after things. You go over here. Okay, this one want to go after God. They go over here. We've been weaned. <laughs> just pick. So, okay, just let the whole creation just go out and I'm going to see who's after me and who's not after me. And we don't even realize it. We're begging for stuff. Give me cars. Give me money. Give me food. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Stop that. Seek after God. But if it's in your heart, what's in your heart? Why was Eve like that? It was in her heart. It was in her heart. So God's like, okay, I'm going to let this thing play out. And I'm going to start 
letting planet earth just kind of just let it play out and I'm going to get the ones that are supposed to go with me and the rest of them going to go somewhere else. And it's like, oh God. And what are we to do? We are to pray. We are to pray. We are to pray. We are to pray. So that goes back to if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your, your father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask them? Acts. Acts. So a lot of times my kids will say, Mom, can you go pray to God? You have a relationship with him. No, you got to build that relationship with God. You got to ask God. Amen. You got to start talking to him. You got to seek. You got to knock. You got to knock. You can't expect someone else to do it for you. You have to do these things. You, and I can't work harder than you for your relationship with God. I can't. It's an individual thing. This relationship with God requires work. And it's work on your part by saying. That's asking. Actively looking. And physically knocking. And that's what God requires. That we continually seek after him. Seek after him. He's not lost. But he is weaning the people. Amen. To see what's in your heart. Amen. Amen. And with that being said, that is the word of God. And I thank God for it. Praise the Lord. And that's it. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen.